0: we kick off our smsu campus update joined in studio as per usual we have bill Mulso, vp for government relations communications and marketing bill good morning
1: good morning josh how are we doing today i'm great you're still giving us a terrible forecast uh, though yeah it's all my fault it is yeah
0: yeah i'll take maybe the blame we should for that. try
1: a different meteorologist
0: <laughs> yeah blame the meteorologist yeah there sean we go.
1: cable keeps giving us dire dire reports give us something better
0: i'll, I'll talk to him sunshine I'll see if he can brighten it up a bit let's
1: get to the 50s
0: we're just Maybe hoping 60s. for the 40s yeah,
1: we haven't even hit the, 40s, the 40s. 40s
0: right we can't be uh, begging for too much also joining us here in studio we have uh, julie walker assistant professor of communication studies julie good morning
2: good morning glad to be here
0: yeah how are you doing today
2: i'm doing all right one cup of coffee down couple more to go
0: yep i'm about halfway through my first we probably have a couple more yet uh, for me as well also joining us here in studio is morgan hughes You are a uh, senior at SMSU, majoring in biology, also with a chemistry minor. So college has been going pretty easy over the last few years.
3: I don't know about easy, (laughs) but it's been going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, biology and chemistry.
3: Yeah, it's quite a combo kick, so.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So uh, today we are talking about a little study abroad in the Bahamas. Much better weather there than here, that's for sure. Can you tell us how you really kind of got involved in the study abroad.
2: So this study abroad program was put together by the absolutely incredible Alyssa Anderson. And it's a study abroad program that she actually um, participated in as an undergrad and then throughout her experiences. And she's taken several groups from SMSU to this specific location in the Bahamas. Uh, we went to San Salvador Island, which is uh, widely believed to be the first place that Columbus set foot when he traversed that uh, ocean blue in 1492 to get a little history lesson too. Um, And uh, what resides there now is this incredible space called the Gerace Research Center. And uh, the students and I had this incredible opportunity to um, explore this island and to learn so much and do research everywhere, uh, all across the island in so many different spaces.
3: And um, so, Morgan, do you want to talk about your research on the island? Sure. Um, uh, Me and my partner, we both researched tide pool species on the island, and if species changed with basically water quality changes as well. So that was like our main research that we did, which was pretty cool because we got to see little crabs and little snails, and it was just a blast.
0: And, I mean, how did you find out about Study Abroad, and how did you get involved in it?
3: Um, I found out about the program because they had posters plastered everywhere, and I plan to go into research after I graduate, so I'm like, this is a good research opportunity that I could add to the belt, you know. So, I was like, let's let's apply and I got accepted and I went.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and you find out, "Hey, we're going to the Bahamas for spring break."
3: Oh yeah, my dad was not happy. He goes, "I'm stuck in Sioux Falls and you get to go to the Bahamas." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Oh,
0: that's too good. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of feel his pain.
1: <laughs> we were you know. here. Yeah, we were here. You we enjoyed the weather, right? Yeah enjoyed that's the word or endured
0: yeah there yeah. we go yeah. maybe, maybe that's a little forward. bit better
2: mm-hmm. I felt like every couple of days I got a little text on my phone that said school's gonna be two hours late for your kids school's called out today for your kids I was like that stinks for you all I'm gonna go snorkel again that's yeah. gonna be great Amen. That
0: was <laughs> best. I 85 loved degrees the was and bad. sunny not yeah. too bad yeah, yeah. yeah. not too mm-hmm. bad at all uh, can you tell me how many students participated in this trip
2: there's a total of 12 people on the trip three <laughs> faculty members and nine students and it was great because the students were from a variety of backgrounds. So we had several students who were biology ecology majors, who were um, kind of some of the main focus of what we focused on in the trip and in the class leading up to it. But we also had a biology medical science student as well. Uh, that's Morgan, who is on this call here, or who's on the call. Oh my goodness! Can you tell I do a lot of Zoom? <laughs> uh, and we had a political science major, and then we had a communication studies major, and myself on there. And I, again, I'm a professor of communication studies. So I was really grateful for the opportunity for interdisciplinary um, opportunities on this particular trip.
0: Can you tell us uh, professors, Alyssa Anderson and Shelby Flint, what role they played in that?
2: So Alyssa Anderson was the organizer of the trip and Shelby Flint was uh, the kind of co-organizer. Alyssa did a lot of the behind the scenes work and um, served as the tour guide and bug bite expert and poisonous tree expert and don't touch this kind of frog expert and things like that. Um, and Shelby was along providing so much backup support and making sure that none of us were ever late to getting on the truck. Uh, you knew that if uh Flint caught you getting late to the truck, you were going to get left behind and you don't get to see the scorpion fish today.
0: <laughs> the scorpion fish. Yeah. They look pretty cool, right?
2: You, it's hard to see them because they're actually a really camouflaged fish. They look like the coral. Oh. Unless you see a move, you can't, uh, actually, find them. One of our students actually got to see one of them though on one of the first snorkels we did. Um, absolutely incredible.
0: So, did you do any? Okay, so uh, I've played in the water a little bit. Snorkeling. There's scuba diving. Have you done the snooba where it's kind of like sort of scuba diving, but you have like the tank sitting up on the water, and then just like a long tube that you kind of that feeds to you, so you can swim a little bit further down than snorkeling.
2: Honestly, that sounds like something from a Dr. Seuss book, but yeah. no, I didn't get to do that.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Snuba. Check it out. It's, it's not like a, yeah. No, Anyways. I believe you.
2: I just, no, we didn't do that. We just uh, snorkeled on this trip.
0: Very good. Very good. And uh, so the feature course was Marine and Island Ecology in the Bahamas. Is that something you're going to be focusing on post-college
3: or no? Uh, No, I plan to do more medical research. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, can you tell us how about, uh, about how you approached this topic and what you learned prior to going on the trip and then what you learned on the trip?
3: Uh, prior to going on the trip, we learned a bunch of the critters and plants that we'll be saying and all the things that could potentially harm and or kill us. So that was like the main thing I hounded into my brain. Cause I really didn't want to come back in a body bag, but um, we also learned the lay of the land and the culture and Julie actually bought us some uh, peas and rice, which is a specific Bahamian dish. So we got to try that out too, which was cool. So that's what we learned coming into it. And coming out, I just learned how great Bahamian people are. Like they will wave to you on the street. They'll say hi to you. They're willing to like do anything for you, help you out. And I also learned that... um, You know, all these different creatures are on this little tiny island and everybody comes to research them. And if it wasn't for conservation efforts, we wouldn't still have these because on the island they were trying to make like this big resort. And that would have wiped out all this habitat for these little creatures and all these different plants. And so I really gone to appreciate conservation efforts that people have made to protect these little islands and
0: these little species question for you Julie as this is a very science heavy science focused trip and you were a professor of communication studies Uh, not really science so what kind of role did that play what 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 got you interested in that
2: well so uh, when I saw the posters for study abroad I thought that was gonna be a a really great opportunity because I never got a chance to study abroad as an undergraduate or as a graduate student Uh, and I saw an opportunity to potentially build some social media content for SMSU and to uh, bring along an SMSU undergraduate student from the communication studies department to uh, get an experience abroad as well because at this time we haven't had the opportunity to develop a study abroad program in the communication studies. So uh, I was excited to bring this group along and I was also excited to finally be able to show off to my kids that I know a little bit of something that they learn in their kids programs. So one of the first days we had class um, and it, so I'm sitting in this class, the first science class I've had in 15 years, and I'm just feeling so dumb because they're like, it's a typical karst topography with the, the limestone depletion. And the, the sand dunes have some erosion factors that we need to address, with, but the, the, the patch reefs help, too. And I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're speaking English. Uh, I know you're not sometimes when you're getting into some of this like long nonsense. I can't follow you. Um, But I came home and I was like, kids, I learned about something in class today. So I was excited to share it with them. It's like, this is a blue hole. A blue hole is where you have fresh water lens over the top of a conduit that goes um, down through the island and out to the ocean. They're like, oh, mom, do you mean a cenote? And I was like, no, it's called a blue hole. They're like, mom, it's called a cenote. Not everyone who goes into the cenote comes out of the cenote. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, it's from Octonauts. And uh, so they're just like schooling me on all this science that they already knew And it was cool because then I could bring things that I brought from class and I could have these conversations and they'd get excited. Like I learned about limestone today and oh, was it this kind of limestone or that kind of limestone, mom? I'm like, the shows have changed so much from when I was a child. I mean, I'm I'm talking about getting gum in people's hair or something as I'm a kid. And now they're like learning advanced level, 400 levels college science. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And it's been really fun to have that with my kids.
0: Yeah, my marine and ecology Cartoons growing up were Spongebob. Um, yeah, not very educational, I wouldn't say, because they had a squirrel living in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah,
2: Maybe maybe she was snooping. I don't know. Maybe. maybe,
0: maybe. <laughs> Can you tell us uh, some of the scheduled activities you participated in?
3: Oh, one of my favorites, and also one of my trip triplets favorites, was um, we went into this, lighthouse cave and the water went up your chest as you're walking through this cave and it's dark and you have to use like scuba lights to like look through so that was one of the activities that we did and that was one of our favorite ones but um we also did something that dr anderson calls the death march oh that sounds fun yeah um she tried to warn us but i was like oh it's it's gonna be like a hike no When I tell you the path was full of those deadly, poisonous plants that I mentioned earlier, yeah, I was scared for my life. But I had the machete, so um, I was wielding that with pride. So we got through the death march, definitely wanted to die afterwards, but it's okay. So that was a scheduled activity. And um, we also got uh, to do a boat ride out to reefs further out in the ocean and snorkel, which was actually really, really fun.
0: Who sets up the itinerary where we have a death march or
1: a, on on the schedule?
2: Don't look at me. That was Anderson. That the whole way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you have to sign a waiver? Yeah.
3: Uh, we should have. Yeah, I don't think we had to. <laughs> no, shout out to our insurance because she told us that our insurance would bring our bodies back if we did oh, that. Oh, great. Good, so, good. you know, cool. It was That's cool.
0: Nice reassurance. Thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. My family was happy about that.
0: So your dad was already happy and then, yeah.
3: Yeah, you get to just find out, oh, good,
0: she's going on a death march. Sheepers. <laughs> so was, it, was the death part because of all the dangerous plants and stuff, or was it because of the length of the actual hike?
2: So the length of the hike was only about three miles, but okay. it was really treacherous terrain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, that limestone we were talking about, so limestone can dissolve when it comes in contact with water and seawater. So it dissolved into this uh very vicious kind of rock structure uh and it it looked like if you fell on it you would look like someone who had road rashed off of a motorcycle for about 50 yards like if you just fell right on it it would mm, no you weren't gonna look Mm -hmm. like you were doing very well uh and i believe a couple people did fall on it and had some nice little bites from the the moon rock
3: a lot of ankle twists as well, because mm-hmm. the rock looked like Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. So there was holes everywhere that you could accidentally fall in. Swiss cheese, if it was made with butter, butterfly knives.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just very murdery.
0: <laughs> We've been talking a lot about death and murder here. Think, and we're That's talking like about a, a trip to the Bahamas. Uh, dangerous That's, trip. It's going to be a little bit, you know, cheery. well no
2: and that's honestly like when i first said that i was interested she's like are you sure you want to go on this trip because it's not going to be like a lot of beaches like we and we we spend time in the water and on the beach every day and i still have sand coming out of swimming suits and stuff in the dryer and stuff and i think that's going to happen for a while but um the whole point of the the longer inland marches to see the inland ponds and uh Um, The inland creaturist was to understand the actual environment of the Bahamas, as opposed to that more touristy experience that we could have got. And I mean, we did get the more touristy experience the last day when we spent time in Nassau, the capital capital of the Bahamas. But the rest of the time, we really were experiencing the actual environment and the um, creatures and the plants and everything as we would if we were living in that area. Not totally, obviously, because we are coming in as outsiders but we were going on hikes that other people may have gone on um, if they were living on the actual island as opposed to kind of planned hikes with tour guides. So in that way, it was a really amazing, authentic type of experience. And I wanted to trade it. At. Um, I'm more of an indoor person, but I cannot believe some of the things that we did as a group. And it was really empowering to kind of have that experience.
0: Mm-hmm. What were some of the unplanned or unscheduled activities that you got to do there? Or was it all set out? Or is it none of it safe to be aired on the radio?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Some of the beaches were unplanned um, and we just went with the flow to go do those. Some of the snorkeling sites, Mm
2: -hmm. which
3: was really fun.
2: Some of the snorkeling sites we wanted to go to were not available because the wind got too high. Mm -hmm. So snorkeling works best if you don't have super windy spaces. Uh, Otherwise, it gets the sediment off the bottom and it gets real cloudy. So you can't really see anything. Um, we did a night snorkel one night, just trying to get in just before it was too uh, windy or whatever. Um, Morgan and I were out there. We were trying to see all this stuff. We're trying to like get the night light kind of going. We're trying to, and I ended up. I just honestly, I thought that it was gonna be something out of a horror film where like mm-hmm. you're going through the water and then there's gonna be like a fish that's gonna jump
3: scare you. Uh, so that one didn't go quite as planned yeah and then julie left me in the water to I get back to shore I did. and um the current took me and i ended up going to a massive rock and <laughs> having to climb on it to find where i was at in the ocean i made my way back eventually clearly but i was like wow julie you're you know, supposed to be my partner
0: I was, I was hoping we could get at least one story without like a life or death situation but no we're like three oh, for three.
1: Back to
3: Uh, Well,
2: I mean, you were with other... It's not like I left you completely alone. I had somebody
3: else that was swept up with Kurt. He didn't even know I was there.
2: (laughs) I knew where you were. I could see you (laughs) over the top of the water, sort of. It was fine, you had a flashlight. I wasn't that's super true. Worried. I did have flashlight. I was I was done with it. I don't like snorkeling when it's kind of shallower. I don't know. I don't like to be able to feel like I'm gonna have the waves crash me down on mm. some coral because a couple people got bitten by the coral. Not actually bitten, but it looked like they got bitten by the coral. Mm-hmm. That was not my that was not my game. I didn't want to do that.
0: Did you get to do a bunch of research on coral? Because I know coral reefs are talked about all the time. Did you take a look at that?
3: um uh, our we had some people that that was actually their research project was coral and um they got to do two sites i believe but the other sites it was way too windy to get out there and do it but yeah we definitely saw a lot of coral are dying and it was even crazier like i talked about the boat trip that we took to see coral like farther out from shore um there's these big masses of Elkhorn coral. And you can imagine it's called Elkhorn coral because it looks like Elkhorns. But I think we found one coral that was alive. still. the rest of the mass was all dead. So Mm -hmm. we definitely learned a lot of corals dying off. And Dr. Anderson said that when she went back in what, 2018, 2015, Mm -hmm. that whole coral was still alive. So only recently are all these dying off.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What were some of the uh, biggest challenges you guys faced.
3: The bugs. The bugs were real bad. They did not care about bug spray. They were coming for you mm-hmm. regardless. It's like the terminator low key.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still have bug bites that are itching mm-hmm. and we we left the island in the 14th 13th something mm-hmm. like that.
3: So, yeah. Uh that was definitely difficult. I don't yeah. Know. For me, it was just the bugs. Everything else, I had so much fun with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Your passport, that like everything was good. Like you didn't forget anything behind or anything. No? Mm-hmm.
2: That was a little terrifying because I've actually never s- traveled abroad before. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, I get my first little stamp on my passport. <laughs> it's from the Bahamas. That's so cool. And I was like, oh my God, what if I lose this? I'm going to be stuck forever. I know some of what I have to do, but I don't know everything that I have to do. So it's just, it was a little nerve wracking for me. Um, but, now I feel kind of like a pro.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the great things about travel abroad. For many students, it's their very first time doing that. It'll be amazing how it changes their life. And it's, like, it's not intimidating to go the second, third, and mm-hmm. you know, all those subsequent times. So that's mm-hmm. why it's fun to see students exposed to that as, as many times as we can. Yeah, you'll learn
0: some stuff about science on this trip, I'm sure, but what did you kind of learn about yourself?
3: I learned that... I will never again do anything called a death march. Um, That was a one and done type deal. Glad I said I did it. Never doing it again. Um, I also learned that I am definitely really good working independently, but also sometimes as a team as well.
1: Morgan, you're graduating this spring. Tell us a little bit about what's next for you.
3: Um, after I graduate, I am going to Mayo Clinic to do research on women's cardiovascular health. So that'll be really fine. That'll be about two years.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. The food is really good. I'm assuming Rochester. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Food's really good down there. Oh yeah. yeah. I
3: worked there, um, last summer for an internship, so I'm really happy to be coming back.
0: Yeah. During my, uh month stay there there thereabouts yeah i think i gained about 10 pounds just from eating Mm -hmm. the food there very good food there but anyways what was your favorite part about visiting the bahamas Uh,
2: i would say my favorite part was um there's two things that i think i i love one of the things i love trying new foods um that's one of my favorite things about traveling is getting to try local cuisine um, and the conch salad, um, which is kind of like a ceviche, um, conch, like the, the big shell that you put it up to your ear and you hear the ocean, um, that gets ceviche and with kind of like ingredients you'd see in a typical pico de gallo. Um, so it was this very acidic and fresh and delicious, like chewy, crunchy salad. Um, that was incredible. The peas and rice, obviously way better than what we could make here. Um, so the food and such was really incredible to try. Uh, but I also, I was super excited to learn that biologists know how to party. Like if you're going to go travel somewhere and you want to get to know what's going on, you need to go with biologists. Cause they're going to find the coolest spots. They're going to have like, talk to other biologists and be like, okay, so this is where all the tourists go snorkel. You need to go snorkel here. And this is what you're looking for. Um, they're going to go with you and like, Even on the very first day, right on the beach, everybody was like crowded around something and they're like looking at it and they're like, oh, this is this. And it's got this experience and like this is where it's from and this is what it does. And I'm like, this is so cool because you actually know about all the stuff that's around us. It made me look at the world in a different way. Um, There's and so my kids are already talking about going on hikes this summer. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to get a tree identification book because I want you to be able to have this experience I did. It's like going on a treasure hunt every time with a biologist. So I just got to plug that right now
0: (laughs) Morgan
3: um I think my favorite part was either the lighthouse cave with all the water in it because I've never done something like that before so that was just a all-around cool experience minus when I fell on the rock and scraped my thigh but like you know battle wounds are cool too um but I also really liked the car rides which is weird to say but it was this truck this rickety truck that blew white smoke when it came when you drove it and um we all had to sit in the back and it was just so fun like looking at all the scenery and we got to see all the birds fly ahead and everyone got to chill and talk and i don't know i just really liked it it was really serene mm-hmm
2: Other than when somebody would be like, oh, that's that. That's the magnificent frigate bird. Oh, my gosh. It's that creature.
3: So people would identify stuff. as. Or when um, Dr. Flint would go insanely slow while driving. (laughs) We're like, please kick it up to another gear. We're begging you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if uh, somebody listening right now is thinking about or they're like on the fence about trying out study abroad, what would you say to them to, to convince them to do it?
3: I would tell them you should just go for it because last year we had like the same opportunity. They ended up not being able to go, but last year I was like, there's no way I want to do this. I I'm too much of a clean freak. I'm like, I don't want to be in this nasty environment, but I went this year. Cause I'm like, you know what? Let's just try it. And it was literally probably the best thing I've done at SMSU so far. So I say just go out and try it. Even if it's not like with your major, just go and do it. Cause it's a fun experience regardless. And we're in college after this, we got to put on our big boy girl. They them pants on, you know what I mean? And join the workforce. So have fun while you still can. And before you have kids and
1: become an adult. That's the message. I always, I gave both of my kids. I said, you, don't think you have any money but it's never going to be cheaper uh, than when you're in college because you got others to think about mm-hmm. and it's you know I had one that took advantage of it and I think it is a life-changing experience so mm-hmm. i encourage anybody that has the opportunity to take advantage of it mhm absolutely
0: yeah it's fun and the weather's nicer down there too
1: <laughs> absolutely
2: but That's a little
0: bit scotch But you're not always gonna be going to the Bahamas as uh, the SMSU Center for International Education is growing the uh, study abroad opportunities for students. What do we have coming up next?
2: Uh, The next trip is gonna be to um, England, London, England. It's with the theater program. Um, My partner's actually going on that trip. So uh, we'll get to have two different experiences, very different. Uh, So that trip is gonna be going to a ton of shows at the West End, a couple of shows at Stratton-Von-Avon, I believe. If I mispronounced where Shakespeare did all of his business, then I apologize. Um, And I know that there's additional trips coming up. Uh, The forensics team is actually looking at a study abroad trip. Um, I'm not going to spoil where that is, but we just turned in the paperwork for it yesterday. So um, it should be a greener field, so to speak, if we get that figured out.
0: It's Greenland. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Greenland is the one covered by ice. Oh, wait, Iceland is the one right. covered by green. That's
0: right. I learned that in like second grade or third grade. And
2: I wouldn't have known. My kids yeah. told me. <laughs>
0: Did they learned that on Octonauts too.
2: Uh, probably. 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 It's a great show. They love it.
0: Great stuff this morning. I do appreciate the conversation. Before we wrap it up, though, we got to kick it over to Mr. Bill Mulso because you got a list of stuff coming up.
1: We do have a few things coming up. Uh, the Muslim Students' Organization is hosting events for Ramadan. That's beginning on the 22nd through April 21st, so they'll have a daily supper from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, in the link between the Student Center and Bellows. Uh, next Tuesday, the SMSU Jazz Ensemble hosts our guest artist Tom Bones Malone. For a concert at 7.30 in the Fine Arts Theater. That'll be along with the Marshall High School Jazz Band. Uh, and we'll also have an open chat with uh, Mr. Malone. He'll be it'll be held at noon in the Fine Arts Theater. And then we're going to be fortunate enough to have him on the show with us next week. Oh, sweet. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. And, of course, he is a founding member of the Blues Brothers. So that'll be fun next week. Uh, there's also the kickoff event for the annual Fine Arts Celebration at SMSU. Um, that's That event is the kickoff event. Uh, Lots of things going on with Fine Arts Celebration, so be sure to check that out on our webpage. And that runs from March 28th through May 5th. And then the theater gets underway with their show, The Enchanted Bookshop. That's April 1st and 2nd. Shows will be at 11 and 2 on the 1st, and 2 and 4 on April 2nd. So be sure to check that out. And then be sure to save the date for the second annual World Fest coming up over at the Red Baron Arena and Expo on April 15th. And
2: don't forget about Queer Prom on April first. There too, you go. April first. Happening 1st. in the Upper Conference Center.
0: That's just uh, what ten days from now, eleven mm-hmm. days from now. Hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Just remember, Mr. Molsa, my birthday is coming up, uh, middle of April. <laughs> so
1: the thirteenth, thirteenth. There you Gosh, go. Yeah. I'm going to oh, try and remind so you. I, I think you're
2: angling time. for some tickets to World Fest, is what I'm hearing.
1: Yep. Yeah. We'll be yep. talking about that one of the upcoming shows. Perfect. Malsa. Perfect.
0: Morgan Hughes, I appreciate the conversation here this morning. Uh, good luck when you head out to Rochester, enjoy Mayo.
3: Thank you so much. Hopefully I will.
0: Yeah. Julie Walker, thanks for the conversation.
3: Thank you so much. And Bill also
0: good chat as per usual.
1: Thanks, Josh.